Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium is made possible by Lord Bloodraw's Patreon supporters. Lord Bloodraw keeps the love of vintage horror and science fiction alive with three weekly shows. The Nerve-Wracking Auditorium, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve-Wracking Theater, the long-running syndicated TV series presenting horror and science fiction feature films, and Lord Bloodraw's Cathode Zone, presenting episodes of classic genre TV shows. For more info, go to patreon.com slash lordbloodraw. Ah, I'm so glad you're here. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Lord Bloodraw. I host horror and science fiction films on my TV series, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Theater, but here, in this cool, intimate darkness, I'll be presenting tales of horror and the uncanny solely for you, alone. In this auditorium within your mind, you will coalesce the settings and the players from the ether of your imagination. Your terror will be your own creation. This is the sorcery of sound, the subtle magic of old-time radio horror. horror. at the door. You will not need them. This is Lord Bloodraw's nerve-wracking auditorium. The fear of death, like the fear of the unknown, is perfectly natural. In fact, one could say they are the exact same fear, for no one knows what happens after death. But for some, the finality of death, of real death, is a comfort. They fear being alive, but mistaken for dead. The all-consuming phobia of being buried alive. Here's a tale of one who suffers from this phobia and the treachery that surrounded him. From Creeps by night comes the tale, The Strange Burial of Alexander Jordan. We bring you Creeps by Night. Once again, we introduce the man who has agreed to serve as your guide and companion on these sometimes terrifying pilgrimages into the world beyond the realm of human understanding. 
the man who, for reasons that cannot be presently explained, must keep his identity a secret. Creeps by night brings you its anonymous master of mystery, Dr. X. Good evening. This is Dr. X. Joining with you for further research into the shadowy darkness of the unexplored. The darkness of the human mind. I wish first, however, to thank you for your letters commenting on last week's broadcast, The Walking Dead. Many of you requested that I reveal my identity, and a few of you hazarded a guess as to who I am. In due time, perhaps, I will be able to step out from under my cloak of mystery. But for the present, I ask you to bear with me, since I shall have to be known only as... Dr. X. Tonight I have a rare treat in store for you. Mr. Edmund Gwen, the celebrated English actor, is our guest. The story I have chosen is drawn from the casebook of medical science and concerns itself with the often ghastly power of fear. Yes, we are all slaves to fear in one form or another. But the fear that forms the basis for our dramatization tonight is undoubtedly the most horrible of them all. It is the fear of... But wait. Let me draw aside the curtain and bring you Mr. Edmund Gwen as Ramsey in The Strange Burial of Alexander Jordan. For more than a century, the old Jordan house has stood on a gentle slope mistress of the surrounding 400 acres of birch woods and pasture lands. And now, inevitably, death seems near to the last of the strong men who have always owned it. Aged, irascible Alexander Jordan. In his faded, musty bedroom, the shades are drawn against the hot morning sun. And in the half-darkness, his pale, hollow cheeks blend into the color of the pillowcase. He stirs as the door opens and his doctor enters. That you, Rutledge? Yes. Come in and sit down. Close the door. What's the trouble, Alex? Had one of my cataleptic fits last night. A bad one. I'm going to die pretty soon, Rutledge. Suppose you let me do the guessing. Don't interrupt. I'm not afraid to die, mind you. I've never told anyone this, but my greatest fear is that it won't be death. And they'll bury me alive. Oh, I think we can be pretty sure if it comes to that. Don't be so positive. Thirty-eight years ago, a young butcher who called himself a doctor pronounced me dead when I had a cataleptic fit. Near got me buried, too, if I hadn't come out of it on time. That was thirty-eight years ago. Could happen again. Rutledge... I don't care if I sound like an old fool. All my life, that scared me. The idea of somebody mistaking one of those fits for death. The only nightmares I ever have, I wake up in a coffin. I put my hands up and I feel the lid there. Sometimes it's wood, sometimes it's cold glass. But there's no room to turn around. I put my hands down and I can feel the silk lining. They have me dressed in a swallowtail. They have a stiff collar on me. I reach up to tear it away. 
I can't breathe. I have to have air. Panic grips me. I try to shout, but no one can hear me. I beat on the coffin lid with my fists. I try to break the glass, but I can't do it. I haven't enough room. And pretty soon I know that I'm dying. Really dying in the cold horror of the grave because somebody mistook one of my cataleptic fits for death. I don't want that to happen, Rutledge. And that's why I called you. Oh, you're just getting worked up over nothing, Alex. Listen to me. When the day comes and my nephew, Ramsey, or his wife, Martha, calls you, I want nobody but you to come, Rutledge. I don't want any other doctor to pronounce me dead. Is that clear? Don't worry. I want you to go over me very carefully. If you are absolutely satisfied that I'm dead, you can go ahead with the funeral. But I don't want my body embalmed. I don't want anything done to me except to put me in a coffin. I'm getting a lawyer here to write all this down this afternoon, Rutledge. But I wanted you to hear it too. I want my coffin put in the vault down by the Birch Woods. That's why I built the vault right on this property, so that nobody would ever bury me underground. All right. It'll be done just as you say. Now, wait a minute. I'm finished. This is the most important part. I want a large brass bell placed on the wall over the bed where Ramsay and Martha sleep. I want wires connected from that bell to the vault. Electric wires. What for? I want a push button attached to the ends of those wires, and I want the button placed in my hands as I lie in the coffin, so that in case I'm not dead, in case I awaken, I can ring the bell and let them know. Well, I must say, Alex... I don't care what you say. I don't care what anyone says. That's the way I want it. All right, Alex. That's the way you'll get it. Yeah. Make sure I do. Well, I've got to run over to the Pritchards. Norris having another baby. Taking that digitalis faithfully? Yeah. Foolishness. But I'm taking it. <laughs> That's good. Goodbye, Alex. Get out and soak up some of that sunshine. I'll see you Thursday. Send Martha in. Lord. All right. Just a minute there, Dr. Rutledge. Oh. Hello, Ramsey. I'd like to know why you came this morning, Doctor. I came because I was sent for. Why doesn't somebody tell me when the doctor's been sent for? Is my uncle all right? He's not dead. That's what you want to know. Not quite yet. Mm. See that he keeps on taking that prescription I left. He wants to see your wife. Alone. Martha? You heard me. Goodbye, Ramsey. I know the way out without your help. Goodbye, Dr. Rutledge. Mother, wipe your hands. He wants to see you. What did you say, dear? I said wipe your hands. He wants to see you. Is the doctor still in there? Is he all right? The doctor's gone. He wants you in there. Alone. Oh, for goodness sake. Now what? Just a minute. Why is he asking to see you? Alone. Why, Ramsey? How should I know? Something's up. Rutledge was in there a long time. Why wasn't I told he was sent for? Why, he... Well, you were in the fields this morning when he asked me to call the doctor. Next time you tell me when he sends for people. And listen, when you get in there, watch what you say. Why, Ramsey, I don't know what you mean. You know very well what I mean. Just listen. And don't babble. 
He mightn't like my ideas about what to do with this place after he's dead. Go on in there now. You've already wiped your hands six times. Yes, Ramsey, dear. You want me, Uncle Alex? Yes, come in and shut the door, Martha. Yes, Uncle Alex. Was the coffee all right this morning? Yes, fine. Miss Ramsey. He's, uh, he's in the kitchen. Sit down, Martha. Yes, Uncle Alex. I want to talk to you, Martha. Lawyer Gaines will be here sometime this afternoon to fix up my will. Oh, Uncle Alex. I've got a feeling my time is drawing near, Martha. And I just want to make sure that worthless nephew of mine doesn't get his hands on the Jordan place. Whatever made you marry him, Martha? Why, well, I... I... Ah, never mind. None of my business. But I could have told you he was no good. Never has been. I wouldn't trust him with the farm. He'd sell it before my body turned cold. But I trust you, Martha. Thank you, Uncle Atlas. Yes, I've thought it all over. I'm going to leave the place to you. At least you'll have a roof over your head and some land you can call your own. You like it here, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. I'd be perfectly happy to stay here the rest of my life. Well, that's fine, because it's going to be yours. All of it. Oh, Uncle Al. You make me want to cry. No, no, none of that. I'm sorry. There's one more thing, Martha. One important thing. Yes, Uncle Alec. I've given Dr. Rutledge some very careful instructions about my burial. Oh, please, Uncle Alec. Nothing to be afraid of, Martha. When it comes, it'll come, and that's all. Rutledge knows what to do. He'll tell you. And I want you to promise me that you'll follow the instructions. Yes, of course, Uncle Alex, on my word of honor. As God is my witness. Thank you, Martha. Well, by Jove, you've made me feel a good deal better knowing I have someone around I can trust. Matter of fact, I think I'll get up for supper tonight. Tell Ramsey to come in and help me dress after Lawyer Gaines leaves. Tell him I don't want him in here before then. Yes, Uncle Alex. And uh, don't breathe a word about this to Ramsey. I won't. If you need anything, Uncle Alex, call me. Yes, I will. Well, what did the old buzzard want? His lawyer's coming this afternoon. You're to go in and help him dress after the lawyer leaves. He's having supper at the table? Yes. Bring in one of the special hams. I'll bake it with pineapple. Did it take you ten minutes in there to decide on baked ham with pineapple for supper? What we decided is none of your business. What do you mean, what you decided? I said it was none of your business. Better get out and feed the chickens. When did you start giving me orders? Oh, go on out of my kitchen. I've got work to do. What did you talk about in there? Ramsey, you're hurting my arm. I'll hurt more than that before I'm through. What's the lawyer coming for? Would you like me to tell him you haven't fed chickens yet? Something suddenly made you awfully cocky, it seems to me. Tell me what it is. Right now. Ramsey. Tell Ramsey. me, I said. Ramsey. Let go of her, Ramsey. Oh. I was only... Uh... Get out of the house before I lose my temper. Go on, get... I'm going. If this ever happens again, Martha, you let me know. Yes, Uncle Alex, but... 
You shouldn't have gotten out of bed this way. Oh, don't worry about me, Martha. I'm all right. Bacon and eggs for his breakfast. And why not? Did you fix the fence post over on the west pasture? Never mind the fence post. Give me that tray. You tend to your own business. I'll take the tray into him. Your breakfast, Uncle Alec. Hmm. That's funny. Uncle Alec. Uncle Alex. Oh, my Lord. Randy. Oh, Dr. Rutledge. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he have everlasting life. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. What's the matter with Martha, Doctor? The funeral was evidently too much for her. Oh, I gave her a sedative and put her to bed upstairs. Where's the undertaker? Down at the vault with the electrician. They're waiting for you so they can close the coffin. Of all the stupid things. He's dead, isn't he? Yes, but we're observing his wishes to the letter. Brass bells and electric push buttons rot. Perhaps it is, but that's how he wanted it. And incidentally, as administrator of the estate, let me remind you that according to the terms of the will, either you or Martha must remain within earshot of that bell upstairs for seven days. You understand that? Yes, to my life. I'm beholden to a woman. That. You could do worse, Ramsey. <laughs> this is a nice place. I wish it were mine. If I had my way, you could bite in a minute. Well, that's neither here nor there. See that Martha gets some rest. I left a bottle of medicine on the small table beside the bed. She's to take it according to directions if she has trouble sleeping. Lord, what's that? Her uncle wanted a bell loud enough to be heard. He certainly got it. Doctor. He... <laughs> the undertaker or the electrician at the crypt touched the push button. Dancy! Good Lord, I forgot. The bell sounded right above the bed where she was asleep. Come on. Oh, Dancy! Dr. Rutledge, the bell! Oh, it doesn't mean anything, Martha. Don't be frightened. Oh, thank goodness. I was asleep. Hit me like a blow when it rang. For a moment, I couldn't even move. I felt paralyzed like in a dream. There, there, that's all right. Go on back to bed. You'll fall asleep again with the stuff I gave you. The bell won't ring anymore. I'll go right on down to the vault and see if the coffin is closed. Get her back into bed, Ramsey, and let her have another teaspoonful of that medicine tonight. You just get over to the vault and stop there, monkey. I'll tend to her. See that you do. And remember, don't leave this place for seven days. Mm. 
Can't you go to sleep? No. I... I must be... Sure, you've got things your own way. Go on, sleep. Don't mind me. I'm just a hired man around here, just a hired man. Can't you at least make a cup of coffee a man can drink? Slop, that's what it is. Filthy slop. I haven't been able to get into town and get anything fresh, Ramsey, and you know it. It's just that you're nervous and not sleeping. I'll drive into town. No, Ramsey. We've still got five days to go. time, Ramsey. I will not sell it. Oh. I'm not getting any younger. I want a roof over my head. That's what Uncle Alex intended. But now's the time to sell for it. We can get a good price. To begin with, Ramsey, it doesn't even belong to me. Well, it will in two more days, won't it? Yes. If that bell doesn't ring. may be fatal. Overdosing may be fatal, eh? So you're late. No. Mm, we'll see about that. Maximum dose, one teaspoonful. A 
could put three in her coffee tomorrow morning. She'd never know the difference. That stale coffee's bitter as gore anywhere, and that's it fits everything. Yes, I'm her only relative. If she dies, I get the place. Oh, why didn't I think of this before? Why did I wait six days and nights with that bell hanging over my head? Why did I? Oh, good Lord. Am I dreaming? No, no. It can't be. It can't. Stop. Stop that ringing. Fancy. Fancy. The bell. I can hear it, you fool. Quick. Fancy. Stay where you are. I'll stop it. Fancy. What did you do? What do you think I did? The wires. You pulled out the wires. Get back into bed. Are you out of your mind? The key to the vault. Where is it? What? The key. Uncle Alex must be You're alive. You're crazy. You rang the bell, didn't you? You were dreaming. Get back to bed. Give me that vault key, Randy. Give it to me. Now, take it easy. Don't stand there telling me to take it easy. Uncle Alex may be fighting for breath. Breathing against the coffin. Get the key. All right, all right. I'll go down there. I'll go with you. Doesn't need two people. Just let me get into my clothes. I don't trust you, Randy. You've got no right to say a thing like that, Martha. What difference does it make to me whether Alex is alive or dead? I don't stand again anything. He left the Jordan place to you. Oh, now where did I put that key? Must be in this drawer. Hurry, Randy. I'm hurrying. There, here it is. You took something else out of that drawer, Randy. I did not. Just the key. What's the matter with you anyway? Where are my shoes? Under the bed. I'll be watching you from the window, Randy. If Uncle Alex is alive, yell to me. And I'll phone Dr. Rutledge. There's a storm coming up. That wind's from the east. Now, let's see if this key fits. It's all right, but but it won't turn. Ah, there we are. Now, where's that light switch? Here it is. Yeah, that's better. Oh, it's foul in here. Even smells dead. There's the coffin. Hope they didn't screw down the lid. No. No, it comes right up. Yeah. He hasn't moved. He's dead. Yes, just the way he was when they put him in there. With his hands folded over the bow button. He didn't ring that bell. Who did? Now I know. The storm. Lightning shorted the wire. Sure, that's what it was. It must have been. Still, I... I think I'd better make sure while I'm down here. Yes. <laughs> Martha almost caught me taking this darning needle out of the drawer. I'll work it under his shirt and jab it through his heart. You're going to stay dead, Uncle Alex, no matter what happens. Sandy! Martha! You followed me. I told you I didn't trust you. What are you doing with that darning needle in your hand? Nothing. Get out of the way. Let me look at him. Dead. Stone dead. Who rang the bell? Well, how did I know? Maybe his ghost. You were about to do something with that needle. What? You really want to know? All right. I'll tell you. I was going to jab it through his black heart. 
I was going to make sure he was dead. And I'm still going to do it. Ramsey, you're out of your mind. Am I? We'll see. Keep away from that coffin. Shut up. I'll scream, Ramsey. The Pressions will hear me. No, you won't. Yes, I will. Help! Help! Oh, so that's how it is. Wait till I close this door. Now, scream your lungs out. Ramsey, don't do anything you'll regret. Regret? Why waste this needle on old dead Alex? I might do much better using it on you. Jet into your heart. Ramsey! Why not? Then I get to own the place and sell it. Ramsey! Listen to me. I've listened to you plenty these last few weeks. Ever since he made you the high and mighty boss. But now, it's my turn. Ramsey! I'll never find you down here. No! No, you'll dry up and rot. Just like he's rocking in that coffin. No. Fainted before I could touch her. Wait a minute. That gives me an idea. There's a better way of doing it. Carry her up to the house. Pour that medicine down her throat. Give her an overdose. She'll be dead by morning. And no one can put it on me. Oh, this is beautiful. Everything's working out fine. You're going to be rich, Ramsey. You're rich. Get the door open first, and then... Lord, the key's on the outside. And it's a snap lock. No! No! Oh, what am I going to do? I'm locked in here. I can't get out. The door's solid open. Six inches thick. There are no windows. Alexander Jordan, starring Mr. Edmund Gwen. For our next exploration into the darkness of the human mind, I have invited the celebrated exponent of the Mysterioso, Peter Laura, to be our guest. So join with us when once again we raise the shadowy curtain of the unknown and look deep into the souls of men. Until then, this is your master of mystery. Dr. X, leaving you with creeps by night. Creeps by night 
is produced by Robert Maxwell. Original music composed by Paul Creston, conducted by Joseph Stopak. Supporting Mr. Gwen in tonight's presentation were Everett Sloan as Alexander Jordan, Abby Lewis as Martha, Gregory Morton as Dr. Rutledge, and Dr. X as himself. Edmund Gwen appeared to the courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mayer, whose 20-year anniversary picture, The White Cliffs of Dover, is currently being released. George Gunn, speaking. This is the Blue Network. It seems there are many ways of being buried alive. Ramsey is now buried alive, just as surely as if he were in a coffin six feet underground, buried in a tomb of his own bitterness, his own greed. With the new year close at hand, here's hoping you aren't being buried alive by your own hand, or anyone else's for that matter. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me in the Nerve Rackin' Auditorium, and I hope you'll come again. But now it's time for you to rejoin the, uh, real world. I am Lord Bloodraw, and I'll be waiting here for you in the shadows of your mind until the next time you seek the darkness. Good night.